Headliner Radio, the creative voice. A very warm welcome to the Headliner Radio podcast. Today I'm very pleased to be joined by esteemed BBC Radio 1 DJ, presenter and now producer, Ariel Free, who recently released her debut single, Soulful, featuring Joe Killington with Mortimer Vi Defected. Uh, Ariel, welcome to the show. How are you? Well, thanks for having me. Um, <laughs> I wish it was on Defect. It's on D for Dance, which is the D for Dance. Yes, yes, um, it is. Um, I'm really. I think it's like the perfect form for a soulful because it's it's just a big, unapologetically fun, um, soulful house number, which like all generations, I'd like to think can enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, thank you for correction. There, it's on D for no, Dance. No, it's all good. It's just like specifically their their dance label, isn't it? Defected. Uh, yeah, um, and like yeah. Defected have their own label for like club and and sure. like house tracks, but it's a different element in terms of like it's almost like quite vintage that sound in terms of classic house, isn't yes. it? Yes, but yeah. D for Dance is like. Um, I don't know. I feel not more accessible, but I think yeah. Fun. I think you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. There's something a bit more, bit more accessible to it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, before we talk about the track itself, um, I'll mm-hmm. get straight into it. How does it feel to kind of be kicking off your career as a as a producer? A bit weird because I didn't really expect to like release this track because I only started like learning how to produce right at the beginning of the first lockdown. Right. Okay. I tried to like put like dabble my hands in it a bit and. Um, I was really, I felt like I was hitting my head off a brick wall. Mm. And then my friends, said, why, I, was, I was using Ableton at that time, which is like a different software that I use now. So yeah. then like, why don't you use um, Logic or try like one of the other like softwares you can use to create music. And I tried Logic and it just was so much more understanding for me. Like yeah, I could yeah. get it better. Like I just got it better. And then that then like allowed me to like learn a bit more. And then I was working with my friend who works for a community music college which is in like Hanbury Art Centre in Brick Lane and they do like production courses for um kids who like maybe dropped out of college or like don't have a huge amount to pay for like like you know like massive like university courses and I was really lucky because I used to do pyro radio in that building okay um once a month which was like just two hours where I'd just go in the mix and like to showcase my skills as a DJ and um and yeah like I I miss I was chatting about online about me trying to learn properly and one of them reached out and was like well I can help you and um, shout out to Lee and then from that I then was doing like a couple of lessons like online with a tutor and uh, with Karim and then I kind of told friends I was learning I'm really lucky that I have friends in the business who were like right well you need to get in the studio with this person that person so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my good friend got some he's a wicked producer and DJ put me in touch with his mates down in Bristol and I kind of went just to like learn from them in the studio yeah um, and then actually we started this little project and by the end of the day, we were so engrossed. It was like suddenly one minute it was 9am, the next minute it was 6pm and <laughs> we had Soulful, but without the vocals. And then um, I'd mentioned to Wes Saunders, who looks after um, the label side of things mm. at Defected and D for Dance and, and um, he's like, well, let me hear it. And I was a bit like, no, no way. Like, it's just obviously I'm starting out and whatnot. The people have been doing this for years and then... Mm. Yeah, he loved it. And he's just like, do you have anyone that you'd like to sing on it? And I was oh, like, well, I love Joe Killington. He just sang uh-huh. on the Disciples track, Solid Gold. Yeah, And I yeah. was like, I really want that. <laughs> and then actually I like slid into Joe's DMs and he's like, yeah, for sure. Um, like what kind of vibe are you wanting? I was like, just like a house disco edge maybe and whatnot, which is right up his street. Yeah. And rather than getting that deep grovelly like Solid Gold, he actually sent me the huge high, like more like falsetto house, like kind of like, yeah, it's just brilliant. And yeah. like, the way he like shouts or like, like sings, you gotta love this real. I mean, I yeah. want 
like kill it but it's just <laughs> as perfect it's just it tick the track to like another level it is a great and then vocal. yeah dude dad's yeah. like we want to release this but that was like summer 2020 so oh wow yeah it took away it's coming but it was, it was just there was just things we wanted to add and like some more strings and yeah more some more like uh like wanted to add there a bit as well like just everyone have their own stamp in mm-hmm. it and here we are and it's, it's been so well received like so lovely like to have other friends within the industry who like support it like a lot of like a lot of dj mates have added it to their playlist like I've had like Radio Love, which is so lovely. Yeah, 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 amazing. And um, and then actually just the press as well. Like I'm so surprised at how many, um, like like Beatport have like named like give a shout, given us a shout out for it. Mix Mag like featured it. And Fantastic. It which is just so unexpected because yeah. I feel like I've never felt like one of the cool kids or like the one that's in the gang or the one that's in the click. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm kind of never been underground and cool. You wouldn't find me in like on the underground, like lineup. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not one of the cool kids. I'm quite, yeah. and I think that was a big turning point for me in my DJ career of just being like, no, I like playing big vocal house numbers, like yeah. in gigs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. need to like stop trying to do what I, you know, something different. And the minute I accepted that, I was like, yeah, I am a bit more kind of like, commercial and whatnot and not like underground and like like I say like but not not elitist but like yeah but like un, like just not one of the cool kids. I know what I, I can I know what you're saying yeah. yeah yeah and I think and I'm not here to try and do like super like Falaraki style like DJing and I'm gonna play like mixes <laughs> of like hip-hop into arm but like into house into like pop and it's just like loving house and disco yeah, and yeah. like having that on the dance floor and it being big and uplifting um, as well as like a, like a kind of bit more of a club beat, yeah. And I yeah, yeah. and and it really was a turning point for me when I accepted that because then I could kind of see where I wanted to sit in terms of like places that I wanted to play, nights that I wanted to play, like what I wanted my night, my free and my night to be like, which yes. is my club night that yes. I do. Um, and I think once I kind of admit that, then it just you're you become much more open to the opportunities within that world. Yeah, yeah. Realize that it's, it was a big moment for me career wise because yeah. it just helped. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I know you're already like quite in demand on the club circuit anyway you know got like big energy um playing like some some pretty big shows and stuff so like yeah yeah, that's it's exciting and and it sounds like I mean the track is vibes um for anyone listening obviously it's and and like you say Joe Killington's vocal is um just kind of makes it um but smashed it yeah 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 nice it's a it's a great track um so it sounds like Ariel like you kind of just used lockdown to to kind of just like dive into the production side of things and just like like you say yeah. started on Ableton moved on to Logic and um I guess all these kind of other musical influences that you've had over the years must have had quite an effect on you as well um in in making your own track and it's nice that you you know new people in, in the industry that you could just like get into the studio with and just like yeah. it sounds like it all came together quite kind of organically like quite nicely well and I mean I've also like I've been so lucky because when I mentioned to pals, they're like, well, let's do a studio session together. And then, and then even like people I hadn't even met. So um, I recently was in the studio with LP Jobit, who basically I'd just been fangirling about online because she's like LA based. Yeah, yeah. And I discovered her music last year, like in 2020. And I was like, hi, oh, no, 2021, sorry. And I was, I just got low key obsessed with her. And then there's like tagging her in videos of me playing her stuff on the re- like radio. Yeah, and she's yeah, yeah. like a big, um, she runs a thing called Femme House, which is like supporting like yes. women within the electronic music world. And Very there's also familiar. like, yeah. yeah, she's amazing. And 
I saw that she was coming to London. I was like, should we get in the studio together? And we just totally vied. So like myself, her, yeah. and then Camden Cox came in, did some vocals for us. And we created a proper little bag. And then we were constantly like chatting about another project that we're working on. And, and that was just like purely from chatting online. And then like I made, I think I put up my first track, Technical Kenny, which I, I hope to launch this year. And like Annie, I sent it to Annie for some feedback and then she ended up playing it on her, her radio show. Mm. And then like, <laughs> Mitch T like got in touch and was like, we should like vibe. And so I'm going to go in the studio yeah. with him. And like, he's a legend. Like, and he has an amazing studio in Hanover, which I'm going to go over to and just like dive right in. And then, nice. yeah, just so many people like helping me along the journey, which is just, I'm so, I'm so grateful for because I feel like, I think I was maybe scared to ever say that I was doing this and be like, because, you know, people had like, been producing for years and I'm such a novice yeah. still. And just to have pet, like pals like help, like, you know, even got someone, we did a studio session. He was like, oh, I want to arps and stuff. And I was like, what yeah, yeah. is that? <laughs> um, and just, and I'm learning so much from my, like from peers and friends and and then getting feedback from amazing people. I um, yeah. I sent my track around to loads of people and Calvin Harris came back and was oh, like, gosh. I heard this on Danny Howard's show last week. He's like, it's sick. It's great. And I was like, okay. Oh my God. And I told Danny Howard, I was like, oh my God, I owe you tequila. Like, Calvin Howard's just said he had my track and he said, it's great. And he was like, what? He's like, ask him to do the remix. No. He's like, get him to do the official remix. I was like, I don't think I could ever afford that. But like, I then just went, that's amazing. And that was all I could say. <laughs> like, it's just so nice. Like, yeah, yeah it's for him to even respond. Yeah, and for sure. Just, yeah. So it's been really lovely. I feel really blessed and like, um, I just I'm really excited for this and I think it, it helps people understand like maybe they've never seen me in a DJ set or yeah, yeah, yeah. what I would play and what they should expect from my gigs so, yeah. yeah well I mean you've been on the radio for a while so people know you you've got a lot of mates in the industry so it was just I can imagine I mean that doesn't stop it from being any less daunting you know going into mm. doing something like this on your own but um, yeah great that you've had that kind of support as well um, yeah. just makes it makes it great um, I mean it's, if I talk a little bit about how you actually like you know start a track um ariel do you do you mm-hmm. tend to like start off with like a melody or some chords or or do you, no, ha- do, you have, do you have a percussion. beat or okay yeah yeah i'm like big percussion fan like mm-hmm. i i really like let lean towards like latin house and sometimes afro house and yeah, so, yeah. Like, for me drums leads the way mm-hmm. um i also really enjoy like vocals like leading me down a path so like yeah i found out the hard way that how hard it is to sample something and get that cleared technical Kenny was a tune that you know it has a sample in it that I've been trying to get clear faded but I okay. this is what I mean I'm always learning yeah um with that I started with the bongos and then with the percussion and um like it, I'm always like leading with percussion mm. or I'll have a vocal that I like and then I want to try and make something around that yeah and yeah, um yeah. I still find my hurdles like there's still things I'm like forgetting like how do I do that again and like what's that thing with the compression mm. so I really have to dedicate like my time to it because mm-hmm. I feel like a bit like a nana. Like if I started this when I was like 15, I think I'd be like, you know, like the next disclosure. Shall we say. <laughs> um, well, but... It just shows it's never too late really, doesn't it? To, no, to I know. I, I just think it takes a lot longer for yes. it to actually sink yeah. into your head. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. To, I mean, yeah. Teenagers doing this, it, like brains like sponges and all that. It just kind of, um, yeah. You can imagine it's I'm like, so jealous of that. <laughs> but also it's been great to like kind of get the kind of muscles working again. Yeah. Um, yeah. in that sense of like, like learning and absorbing. Cause I think there's definitely an element. My memory's always been really bad. Mm. Not when I was at school though. And I can't tell if it's from like years of like 
gigging and being on the circuit and, mm-hmm. and having a lovely time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of like giving me this like party brain. Um, or maybe it's just the early mornings because um, <laughs> I definitely, my brain works at half capacity when your alarm goes off at three oh, o'clock gosh. in the morning. Tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, if I go back a little bit, Ariel, I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. fantastic hearing about the, the new track, but I want to just go back a little bit, maybe for our listeners, just give them a little bit of context. Obviously, you kind of initially broke onto the scene doing um, Ministries Drive Time Show um, mm. before you was doing Radio 1. And obviously now you're doing the Early Breakfast Show on, on Radio 1. How has that been over lockdown, Ariel? Is it, has, has things kind of changed well, for you? Obviously, I know there's been a... You know, COVID's had a big knock on on like the live live industry, but how's you know how's things been on on radio? Well, I mean, the journey started a lot longer before Ministry of Sound. I'm My sure. The first it did, time yeah. that I demoed in Radio One was 2011. It was still when it was in the old building, right? Yeah, because it was yeah. always a huge ambition for me. But I was, I went, I came, moved down to London to like train and like dancing because yeah. I'd gone to a dance school okay. and it just yeah. happened to be really good at that. I like learned that as a kid and then it kind of led to me going to dance school in Scotland and then from there addition to get into a college in London and I was really lucky to dance professionally like within the first year of me moving to London I had to defer from my college course for a year yeah, yeah. Um, and then once I'd done that I was like I still really had this ambition of doing radio but I didn't have the money to do another like uni course or college course or whatnot so I like found like courses that you know I could like there was an amazing one at the roundhouse for under 25s you paid two pound a lesson it was a radio production mm. course and then I did another one I showed it's radio where I just like learned the ropes there and then did a show on showed it's radio which then led to me doing one on Hoxton radio so for about five six years I did radio for free every week religiously with net with or hardly any break so if I okay. couldn't make it live I would pre-record it just to try to build up an online audience yeah so I'd had those years of not being paid for the work that I was doing, yeah, yeah. but didn't matter because I was so passionate about just like kind of my music, like, but the music of like trying to get out there to people and like sharing that with people and my passion. And, and also learning the skills of what it takes to like present a radio show. So when lockdown happened, I was very lucky. I was on weekend early breakfast, which was a Friday, Saturday and Sunday morning. Yeah, uh, Friday and Saturday were live, Sunday was pre-recorded. And then because of lockdown, things did get cut back. So I, I ended up going down to just one live show a week. Okay. And then a pre-recorded show for Saturday. I lost my Sunday show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really lucky that I worked within something with BBC because we really became a public service during that time. Like it, it really shone to me how valuable the BBC is to people's yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah. Especially at the time of morning that I was in. So weekends used to be straight through a crew, delivery people, people on their way to holidays, like driving at that time of the morning. Yeah. And people who'd been out raving and clubbing. We lost that audience entirely apart from the people who were driving and delivering. Yeah. And it was so, the people who were up at that time were people who were anxious or maybe like isolating on their own, terrified of what this thing was. And none of us knew, like so frightened. And then going on that journey with them of keeping everyone company and keeping, you know, like things entertaining for people and trying to give a bit of a distraction from what was going on. Coming out of that kind of feeling of being united, like like, like, um, unified now, kind of, yeah, scariness of it, like just being terrified of everything to then coming out of it and being feeling a bit more hopeful and then going back into it in the November and mm. then like the hopelessness of that third like lockdown in the January in 2021 where everyone was just like we're done now we can't believe we're still here and mm. we all thought it was just gonna be a couple of weeks and then so for me it really showed how much of a public service was and it felt yeah. I really needed the listeners as much as the listeners needed us yeah it's nice. and um, so I was really like lucky to keep my job obviously I lost all my DJing work and 
live events became weird, but then like you say, I knuckled down with the production side. And then actually mm-hmm. I came out of lockdown in a better position than I was in before because I suddenly had a time to think and go, well, actually, I think I would like to try this management because yeah. they'd you know, been in touch. And I'd like to try this agent for the, like the bookings because I've not been like, you know, I've just kind of let it all just flow. Yeah. And I yeah, had time yeah. to think like, actually, maybe I should give this a try. Maybe I should give them a try and they might be able to help. And it worked in my favor because I ended up having a huge busy summer in 2021. Yeah, amazing. Um, and 2022 is looking even more mental. Well, that's good. Oh, that was sort of going to be one of my next questions, actually, what, mm-hmm. what's going on uh, this year. But no, you're right, Ariel. I think there's, you know, some, obviously it's been a horrific situation, but there's been some silver linings. It's given um, guys and girls like yourself a chance to kind of reflect and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, dive back into um, kind of exploring why they got into music in the first place almost, you know, just getting back to... Um, uh, doing things for them for themselves almost yeah. uh, rather than for, for having the, time to do yeah it and just well. having well obviously yeah having a, a lot more time to to do that but um like I mentioned uh briefly uh, earlier in the chat you know you've already done um some some big festivals uh print works cream fields you know um, big nights like warehouse projects and park life actually they announced the lineup for park life um yeah was it yesterday or today was it earlier no, it was earlier this week. Earlier this yeah. week, yeah. Um, yeah, like 12-year-old me is like fangirling that one of them. Yeah, I know, right? Just <laughs> mad. Um, it's so nice, the journey of Parklife, because they took a punt on me and let me play the Smart Enough Bar in 2019. Yeah, okay, yeah. And um, like it was empty. It was like the first bar you came to when people walked in, so they walked in straight past us and into the festival. <laughs> but it's so good because that's the way you learn. That's where yes. you learn how to like, you know resilience and like understanding like mm. what you should play in a festival environment when mm. it's pouring with rain and there's headliners you, you're competing with and whatnot um and then last year I was added really last minute because they had a slot on I think it's like the JD stage after you McVicker actually okay but I was already playing We Are Festival and there's like a four-hour right. drive between it so we managed to make it work where I played We Are Festival came straight off stage like drove up for four hours and then got there and then yeah Sunday night then played for like an hour and a half and then I had to get back down to London and play my radio show. So I think they really appreciated me like making the effort to yeah, like, go yeah, up yeah, and like yeah. actually, you know, and then, and it's so, it's some buzz that like, I was like, you're not knackered. And I was like, that's a massive buzz for me. Just adrenaline um, getting you through basically. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then this is the first time I've actually made it onto like the billing of art and artwork. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I was going to, again, yeah, that was going to be my next question. Like, what's what's on the on the cards for you this year? I mean, there might be some things that you can't talk about yet, but um, um, that's one of them, obviously, that you Abitha's can. Ibiza's a big thing. Um, I'm yeah. going to be spending a lot of time in Ibiza, which is mad. It's just, oh, God, <laughs> it's just... And, like, I love Ibiza. It's, um, it's, you're going to be, back, you're gonna be back over there this, this summer? Or? Yeah, yeah, I can't see what yet, but... It's going to be amazing. I'm really can't believe it. But um, yeah. no, just some incredible festivals. I mean, a lot of them have been nice to speak to Park Life, One Out, which is the one I've always wanted to be on. And okay. that's like alongside my pal, Chloe Robinson. We'd never like been at a festival together in the same building. So we're like buzzing. And yeah. she used to be known as Barely Legal. She's like now changed to like Chloe Robinson and she's been creating music as well. So okay. I'm okay. just, yeah. it's so nice to see pals like that who like, you know, coming through and yeah. doing, it's just smashing it. And um um I'm doing hideout which is amazing nice uh, nice oh, that'd be a big one yeah, yeah. yeah like creation just, I love playing places I've never played before and yeah. I've got all these ambitions like the places that I want to play so I'm really hoping 2022 is just another year of like being able to go places yeah yeah far like, and wide I think a lot of people are just looking forward to like you say meeting up with mates and just you know just vibes in with people that they haven't yeah. seen in a while um yeah. and just enjoying that but um what else have you got planned music wise have you got 
So at, at 10 o'clock, uni- anyone yeah. really want to get out for summer? We're just like working on sample clearance and that. So fingers crossed that happens. Because okay. I really, it's a summer track. So I, we could have pushed for the sample, but we took it, like, we, we let, parked it, shall we say, yeah. to then let um, Soulful come out and let that have a bit of life and like let people hear what I've been up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got another one planned for after Soulful, which is very me. Okay. Um, okay. Which is, is a wicked sample of an like, old 60s tune that nice, I love. nice. Um, technically Kenny hopefully this summer and also just getting more releases out and free your mind my label because we put a bit of a pause on that but now everything's like set up because the business side of it is really hard I find that really hard for yeah, me yeah. personally yeah. Um, but now we got it it's up and running and I've got a few tracks that are signed which I'm really really excited to get out in the world amazing um, and then hopefully do some more free your mind club nights like I managed to do one of Night Tales I had you McVicker Mara and Ella System who've all gone on to do some incredible things I'm so happy that I had them for the first <laughs> one and then I got to take it to my hometown in Glasgow oh, and we had Casey Lights, Test Press and um, Kilimanjaro. Yeah, Amy sick. always meant to be playing as well and she got stuck in a train blesser for like oh. nine hours and um, nine hours just to make it back to London blesser and she's from Dundee so Gosh. she was really looking forward to it and had like family and friends coming down but um, right, right. we'll get out the next one so doing more for your minds because I really love putting on a party for people like yeah, yeah. I think I've always enjoyed doing yeah, it. Yeah absolutely yeah I mean you look like you're enjoying it when you're up there so um, yeah. It's sure. stressful <laughs> like running your own event like being a promoter yeah. that's like trying to sell tickets <laughs> so hard um, but it's all just like an amazing learning curve and like for me like for your mind I always wanted to like become like a big party that people can enjoy yeah yeah I love it how you've kind of you know it's kind of your thing now you know you've got real taken taken ownership of it and it's like those yeah. you know those nights go off so yeah, yeah that's um, something to look forward to for, for you and for everyone really um, yeah your links come to the next one yeah mate I'm there I'm there um, yeah uh, it's been it's been really great chatting to you today um, Ariel and thank you so much for your uh, for your time it's been great no thank you for having me um, that's okay, that's okay. Yeah. you're so welcome um, yeah, let the... me know when this is out you've got my number now so just let me know and I'll, yeah, I'll share it will do will do I mean for the purposes for the of the podcast I'll um, say bye now and uh, okay. and, and we'll, uh, we'll catch up soon but yeah all the best and uh, yeah take care speak soon right. bye cheers bye bye Headliner Radio supporting the creative community